Hello, and welcome to Hot Girls with me, Lex on the Decks. This week, I'm joined by a UK artist at possibly quite a pivotal point in her career. Her name is Bella, and after releasing music for a couple of years, last year she delivered an EP called The Art of Conversation that kind of made everyone's ears prick up. Having been spotted by management at a local festival where she was flanked by a full squad of dancers, Bella is someone who has that special combination of being both a huge dreamer, but also having that sharp pragmatism to be able to create those dreams. Something I think you'll get a sense of as she chats me through her journey and the things that have shaped her. I really love this conversation. Bella on the Hot Girls podcast. Let's go. Ladies, gentlemen, listen up. You're listening to Hot Girls with Lex on the deck. We in the mix. It's fire. We're going. We on fire. From London for the world. Let's go in. Our conversation wasn't my first project. My first project was a project I put out last year, September, called Last Train Home. I mean, that was a great, like, introductory, like, just to say that, okay, Bella's somebody that's here on the scene. But I feel like my team moves in projects. We don't move in singles or, like, songs and X, Y, and Z. So we're always like, okay, so the next project needs to be X, Y, and Z. So I kind of went to LA for the purpose of making this project and was creating, just being creative kind of thing. And I didn't come up with the with the title of the project until like all the songs were done and they were sequenced and they were, you know, in order. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a theme here kind of thing. So mm. we, we went in with the uh, intention to make a project. I don't think we knew how good the project was actually going to be. <laughs> but we went in with the intention of making a project, yeah. Well, that's a nice way of it going. Yes. <laughs> um, what was the thinking process around going to LA to actually create it? I had actually been to LA twice before. Don't know how to explain it, but there's a thing in LA that just allows you to be free and create a bit more. You feel like you're in it. Well, for me anyway, I'm speaking for personal experience. Maybe it's not even LA. Maybe it's just the fact that I was outside of the UK creating just a different space, a different energy. But I'm pretty sure it's LA. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I don't. Yeah, would it be the same if you were in like I don't know? I mean, it might. I don't want to insult anywhere, but <laughs> but um, yeah, it was just to work with the producers that I've got out there as well. So um, I work closely with Alexander Lewis, and recently with Sons of Sonics, and they're all out there. You know, connecting, meeting with writers and stuff like that. It's just a different energy. Yeah, different songs out there. I don't create the same type of music I do here when I'm out there. Yeah. which is weird I need to I need to correct that because I live here <laughs> well you're kind of set up yeah you're in a position now where you're like you see what happens when I go to LA <laughs> exactly and when I look at management like hey let's go again <laughs> but um I didn't create all of it out there but I created some most of it here I created like something you like and mm-hmm. uh, intro and half of me yeah but most of it and one of the songs actually I did in both places so I started in LA and I finished here so it's a lovely blend but yeah the energy in in another country I I would say is just very nice I mean when you wake up and see palm trees you're going to be inspired to Mm. stuff when I wake up in England I see (laughs) grey I know I also think there's something about like there's something about the freedom of being in a different place where you tap into different parts of yourself and you kind of come up with different ideas exactly it was it was also like not my first time but like I'm 24 and I got to be like a completely autonomous adult out there Mm. like it was like I went by myself none of my management came that's the first time I traveled by myself as well 
and I had the apartment to myself and I was just focused like cleaning, mm. cooking for myself and just being and up like away from my mum away from the call oh are you coming home today and da, 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 da. like it was just nice to be yeah like okay cool this is what I do for a living this is this feels good so, yeah you're actually like out there making a career for yourself kind exactly, of exactly like this is yeah. my job it was it yeah. was nice was it intimidating at all no I like challenges I think the only thing that I was intimidating was the fact that I had such a big suitcase coming out of the airport <laughs> And I had to get to my Airbnb. That was the most, I was like, I'm stressed out. <laughs> There's no one here to help me. <laughs> that was the only thing. But once I got there, it was cool. I went to my favorite like spots to eat. I told my friends that are out there that I was out there. And it was just, it was cool, man. And yeah. I actually, crazy enough, some of my friends from London were out there at the same time for a completely different reason. So I was linking up with them and like that. nice yeah. really nice were they mu- like music friends or people that you know from yeah well fields? I met them through music yeah so most of them are music friends yeah yeah and whenabouts was that was that it the was release it. was early November the release was the 20th and so I was actually in LA last October through to December so exactly a year ago I started basically started the project and then mm. released it a year later how did you find that process of waiting to release it I don't think I was too impatient this time. At the first one, I was really impatient. I created loads of songs and we were still going through the selection process for a while. And I also put out a mini project in the middle of the year called In The Meantime. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't like, oh my gosh, people are waiting for for music. They were like settled and satisfied for a bit. That's Mm -hmm. literally why I called it In The Meantime because I was buying time for myself. It was it was calm. I, I didn't think. Yeah, I wasn't impatient this time. It was a year to me is shorter. Is a nice period of time for a project. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like to create all the songs that you want to create, put them together, get them mixed, get them mastered, get the videos done. Get, like that, a year span to make like a, a statement project. I think is it's a good amount of time yeah. yeah it's quite nice as well but I guess one of the things that might be challenging is you're probably doing like publicity and all the kind of release stuff around one project yes. and you're probably working I imagine you're working on another on project another one. yeah absolutely yeah so then I think for your headspace you might be a bit like oh, no wait that's this one oh wait <laughs> where was I in then <laughs> yeah I do you know what I, I when I'm in that space it's like it's nice to just have my creative time as my creative time I try not to like I go to the studio make the song leave and mm. then everything else is to do with the things that are out. I kind of have to. It was a bit confusing when I was like juggling in between the one that I I released earlier this year and this one. Yeah. But I kind of I wrapped my head around that. But yeah, it's it's I I find like studio time very separate to like the actual creation of music and what people see as Bella and as me putting it out and the videos around it and how I've packaged it. It's very two different things. Mm. People still feel the emotion in the music and stuff. They feel the music. They love the music, which is great, which is the purpose of why I did it. But when I'm creating, I'm in a completely different world or headspace than when I'm Bella on Instagram. I hate Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get on to social media and all that kind of stuff. Because I do think it's one of the hard things being a creative person. You're like, but I'm a lot, particularly a lot of creative people, I think are actually like, kind of introverted in some ways I'm definitely that like extreme introvert extrovert like I can do the extrovert thing yeah. but naturally I feel like an introvert so then yeah, yeah it can be a bit of a performance so I, I read um and obviously I was talking to a manager that you met about six years ago well seven, right? seven years ago now. seven years ago yeah 
and that he said he saw you at an event or something and you came out with like a huge <laughs> pack of dancers <laughs> it was just like this big performance can you tell me a bit about that and just like who Bella was growing up that kind of gave you that desire to yeah that confidence and that performance so I grew up going um do a musical theatre. So my mum put me into like stage schools and stuff. Before We Were Rocky was in the Dominion Theatre, there was a show called um, The Beatles Roadshow. Mm-hmm. And our stage school was part of that. So we were doing that. And I kind of stayed in stage school until I was 16, 17 years old, um, theatre school and stuff like that. So I always had an affinity for performing. And then in 2014, yes, I saw Beyonce live and I was like... <laughs> that's exactly what I want to do I was on the train home like why am I on the train home I should be backstage with these guys or on stage with these guys like that's all I want to do so I was like okay cool making up my mind I'm gonna be nice I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do what she just did on stage I went to school I was like I'm holding auditions for dancers I don't know again who I thought I was um but I was really, you know, convinced at the time that this is going to work. Well, clearly it did, but... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I auditioned dancers and, like, they were down to do it. And we did, like, you know, sometimes your school has, like, a summer concert or, like, a show, end-of-year show that they do. I was like, yeah, I'm going to perform this at my school. And I did. And somebody at the schools, their um, their parents, owned like a festival in the area and they wanted me to perform at the festival and obviously I was like crazy excited I was gassed I was like whoa a festival guys (laughs) (laughs) I already am Beyonce Beyonce. (laughs) and then yeah so we did that and we performed and basically the herd of dancers came because we didn't know how big the stage was going to be and then we saw the stage and there was a live band on the stage and we were like oh my gosh there's no space on stage so I was like I have to be on the stage and every all the dancers have to kind of be in front we have to make space for the dancers so it looked aesthetically very pleasing but we did not plan that and <laughs> for everyone to be on stage um but I feel like yeah when they when they saw that when my management saw that they were like this is something that we should invest in now because if she's already thinking like this at this age, I was 16, 17, then she she can think big, long-term kind of thing. And Yeah. Yeah, so that's how, that was how our love story started. Um, <laughs> well, it's interesting, I think, I was like, like that point around um, just deciding that you're going to be like, that kind of because I, I love watching videos of like people in studios and like when, when iconic yeah. albums were made and stuff mm-hmm. and I was watching the making of the Black Album and I found it so interesting that like that really was like Jay-Z's like big mm. album yes but he it's like he knew when he was creating that album what he was creating but it's mm. kind of mad to see that because you think like how could he have had that confidence so in some ways I think it's just like a decision that you make Yes. that you're gonna be a certain type of person or you're gonna create a certain type of music yeah um there's a there's a switch that goes off that's like oh okay cool there's this thing called my friend taught me I'm into the world and the universe and God and all that spirituality and stuff but there's this thing that um my friend taught me called the the law of least effort and it's like when you're in your purpose it's easy not necessarily like that you won't come across challenges and stuff like that but it's not like effort for you to go through this thing. Like a tree is 
it's in its best form when it's a tree it's not trying to be a bush it's not trying to be a log it's, mm. it's a tree it's the least effort it takes the least effort for a tree to be a tree because it is so I feel like when people clock into their purpose and what they're supposed to be doing things come easily opportunities come easily you know provision comes easily because you're supposed to be doing that so I feel like people understand their purpose and then like it's just an easy thing to do when you realize it so I'm pretty sure he knew that okay cool this is what I'm supposed to be doing he for all we know he was just thought this is the best music I've made I'm still doing what I'm supposed to do he's probably just thinking yeah this is some really dope like you've really grown Jay like you're you're doing what you're supposed to be doing yeah and then yeah it just translated as well you're supposed to yeah (laughs) Jay-Z and then he became (laughs) Jay-Z exactly So at that point in time, 16, 17, you had this idea, like you kind of knew where you wanted to take your career. Yeah. Do you think having management or meeting those people, that was probably quite fundamental then to you going into the next stage? I feel like if this was what I was meant to do, I would have found a way to do it. But meeting Mm. them, I mean, I feel like God made it so I met my management so I could do it because absolutely changed my life, introduced me to some amazing people people that I call like family now like people that have been so instrumental to my um to who Bella is literally is taken like a village to make Bella Bella hmm. so if it wasn't for the management I wouldn't have met half of these people and then when, when it came to writing music how did that come about because I think again it's quite a different skill set and requires quite a di- like quite a different use of your time I guess to yes. being a performer and not all mm. artists can write no they can't how does writing come about I was, I always liked poetry. I had a skill for poetry when I was younger, but I never thought anything of it. You know, you just, it's just one of those things that you're good at at school. Like I was good at times tables as well. I just don't. <laughs> Same. <laughs> exactly. Just letting um, you guys know. <laughs> it's good at math. <laughs> but I never really, really thought about it until like when I met my management, they were like, hey, write a song. And I didn't have any clue what that meant. Poetry and songwriting is two very different things but they are linked in so many ways as well um there's different forms of poetry there's how you structure x y and z typically how you structure a song is pretty basic it's pretty standard but i didn't know anything about that i didn't know what pre-chorus was i didn't know what like a long verse short oh Mm -hmm. i'm gonna do this half like i didn't know what it meant to structure a song so having that kind of artist development um, with my management really helped me sharpen my tools and also um, what they did was they didn't tell me to listen to other artists they told me to listen to other songwriters so they would um, put me onto different amazing songwriters and tell me to study them or Mm. like look at my favorite songs look at the credits who wrote it let's go into their discography if they have music out, listen to their music, if they have, or listen to the music that they've written so that you can, if you like their style of writing, you can coin that or like you can like take what you like, mm. you know, eat the meat, leave the bones kind of thing. This for this person, for this person, for this person, so that you can create your own kind of unique sound. I remember um, the first time I heard of Bibi Borelli and I was like, oh my gosh, this person is, she's a young girl making mega super hits I'm trying to be like her <laughs> so <laughs> that was yeah that was the first time I kind of I hadn't now I have an affinity for songwriting because I really really like I, I I love that side of I love what people are saying basically mm. 
like I enjoy what people say so like I love like party next door because he's like for me party next door is one of those like ideal artists in the sense that he's got credits but he also makes banging music and he has a following himself. Mm. I don't know about his work as a writer. I only know about his work as an artist, really. He he wrote work. Did not Vienna. know that. And he's got his demo out on YouTube and it's just as great. Like I can listen yeah. to both of them. So his pen is like a king pen. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this makes mm. a lot of sense to me. That's the type of artist I kind of want to be. Um, same with like Frank Ocean and like Drake and like they just have mm. really good pens that they can lend to others and but still have their artistry intact like I don't want to lose myself in the songwriting but I still want to be like have Brilliant that contribution artist. yeah have that contribution so yeah yeah those artists as well that you mentioned also songwriters they mm. are really versatile they're exactly. really good at doing like all different parts of the experience, different exactly. kinds of moods, mm-hmm. um, which is such a skill set. When you put your first project out, were you nervous around that? Or were you just like, I'm so ready for this by that point? I was so nervous. I, I think I threw up a couple of times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> because it's all good and well, you creating and having this body of work and being like, oh my gosh, yeah, this is great. And having the people around you who have also helped you create going, oh, this is great. And then putting it out to the world is a completely different thing because you're like, this might not be great, guys. We might just be <laughs> really bad. <laughs> and like, just really like our work. We've heard <laughs> it so many times now. <laughs> it's actually really niche. It's exactly. I was so nervous. I was nervous for, do you know what? I was less nervous for this one <laughs> because I went through the radio before. Like We've done this, we've, we've done it. I was very nervous still. <laughs> so that means so that can tell you how nervous I was for my first one still very nervous but like I was less nervous this time because of just the people around me on this Mm. project they are incredible tried and tested and they don't put their name on anything so yeah if you know they they were willing to help me and create this with me then it must be of some value Mm. my first project I was absolutely in bits you wouldn't like you would have looked at a little, it was a little girl. <laughs> it would have been like, also is... looking at your videos and stuff like, no. she's so confident. And then seeing you and being like, she's crying. Is she she's okay? crying in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> no, literally. I, I think I'm just, I'm sensitive. I'm very sensitive. But yeah, I'm getting more confident in my art. So, mm. which, and I think it's that showing through the music as well. So I'm less... Yeah less jittery i get it though because like when you really care about something it's very hard not to be stressed about it exactly because you're like this does really it really means a lot to me to be able mm-hmm. to create a set art that's of a certain level yeah that's it it's literally like having a, a kid but this kid turned 18 in one year and then <laughs> you have to let them go and they're never gonna see you again and they're never gonna call back and they're never gonna you know check up on you You, like you're literally putting your child on stage for everybody to see and then you're walking away and then some people are like your child is amazing you did such a good job and some people are like "Mm, yeah Mm. you're like oh what they're my my child exactly (laughs) exactly exactly that is literally it you haven't been I guess in the industry for too long but you've been working on yourself for quite a long time so you're sort of in like quite an interesting stage of your career I think what are some key lessons that you've learned so far maybe about the industry or about how you handle it as an artist it's important to find your tribe not necessarily be clicky but find the group of people that you know actually give a beep about you um because 
industry is very right now it feels like it's very microwave popcorn what's the next thing what's the next hype wave or like meme that we can jump on and when you're trying to create an artistry and you're trying to look for longevity those aren't the people that you need because if one project doesn't do the numbers that they projected for you you're as good as nothing to them Mm. But that could be the project that got you in the room with the producer that's going to make you the icon or the legend. Mm. So you need people around you that are go that think long term. Don't believe in anyone. <laughs> Obviously, aside from your tribe, and even then, take every opinion with a pinch of salt, or take everything with a pinch of salt. But don't believe in anyone. Uh, promises, literally, especially in this industry, were made to be broken. Like they were made. Like this person said this just so that they could not do it. It's almost <laughs> like they said it just to seal the fact that, hey, this is never happening, by the way. Yeah. Also, depending on the type of artist you are, know know what you're working with and know who you are in the space that you're in. So like I would say that like, as a black woman, I need to know that the cards aren't set up the same way as my lovely Caucasian counterparts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not. Uh, True. They're not. Because if they were, I'd, I'd probably be a lot further or signed or just in a different space. Be pushed into different spaces. Be pushed for into sure. The visibility would be a whole lot uh, yeah. crazier. So um, just know that, you know, I'm just speaking as a black woman, you have to be mm. excellent in everything you do so that you are undeniable. So that even despite what's your situation, I don't even, it's my superpower anyway. Mm. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, they don't look at it like a superpower. But if you are undeniable, they can't turn around and say, we're not going to give you the same treatment and mm. same, you know, visibility and, and push and marketing X, Y, Z as your your peers. We have to because this is a great piece of work or this is this is great artistry or this is a great body of work. So, yeah, I just yeah. those. Yeah, just know, just knowing yourself and know the people that are around you and think as if everybody is lying until they prove to you that they're not lying. Mm. <laughs> Take it with a pinch of salt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I feel like you have a you have like a really mature like you, you seem like wise beyond your years. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also I feel like you have a really good work ethic. Was that a natural thing you've always had? And I guess I I from a personal point of view, I think I had to develop my work ethic. Mm-hmm. So yeah, just was that something that you always had, just that ability to really focus? I I have a great, I would even say immaculate work ethic <laughs> for <laughs> things that I enjoy doing, things that I'm supposed to do, things that I, and when I say supposed to do, I mean in that purpose realm. Like mm. I have that like background of like being drilled into doing things. So like, with musical theatre like rehearsals mm. let's, let's start again let's start again let's do this we're gonna we're running this until we get it right with the so I have that kind of militant drilling of like we go until we get it right mm. but if you were to ask my mum outside of music is Isabel hardworking she would say she's a lazy child <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally just I have a great work ethic for the things that I love to do the things that I want to happen for me in my life I have an amazing work ethic for um everything else I don't really care for I don't want to hear it what's the easiest way to do this thing how do we shortcut this 
if we can't then that's fine but how do we make this easier for me i like ease also for me i think my work ethic is derived from the fact that i've got um i've got sickle cell which is a blood disease mm-hmm. and i i feel like i have this weird thing with time so it's like it's morbid but it's like you could go tomorrow so what have you done today that cemented somebody talking about you in 20 30 40 years time mm. um so I think that's why I go so hard. I'm trying to leave a legacy. I'm trying to inspire the same way when I went to Beyonce's concert and mm. I was inspired to do something great. I want someone else to be inspired to do something great watching me and watching what I do. So, yeah, like it's it's the weird thing and maybe it's the Scorpio in me as well, but like death drives me to do a lot of the fear of death Mm. no but I I think that's really like true and powerful and important like the consciousness that you could not wake up tomorrow so like what are you going to do today that means if that did happen it's kind of not like it's ever going to be good but it's okay because you were like living your best giving your best exactly I was doing what I was supposed to do yeah yeah it's not necessarily a fear of death it's just the fear of not leaving something behind Mm. it's more you know it's nerve-wracking to me um, yeah because we have to die at some point yeah it's, it's like not the fear of death it's like the fear of not living whilst exactly. you were alive whilst you were alive that's exactly it it's not yeah. the fear of death it's the fear of not living so that is what like kind of eggs on my my work ethic but you know apart from that you can't see but my room's a state uh, <laughs> you're hiding it <laughs> Beyonce is like I'm not a very good cook because <laughs> it's like ultimately go. you just can't be good at everything exactly. <laughs> you have to just pick your things exactly I think my work I didn't develop it I think it's always kind of been in the back of my head and also I've been around kind of militant spaces where it's like we're just drilling 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 and like almost to a to a fault because now that I've gone to there's not a not a competitive streak in me but it's like this willingness to be seen as the best because in that world you don't get roles you don't get the part if you're not the best at the audition Mm. so you have that kind of thing in your head where it's like I'm not going to get this role this part if I don't do well so I need to practice I need to do this I need to do that so yeah how have you found 2020 it's obviously been like the weirdest year and it's kind of been a big year for you in music but it's also I don't know a lot of the fun's been taken out of music without being able to perform and without being able to feel that energy Mm -hmm. so how have you found that and how have you kind of emotionally like kept your spirits up I I think that 2020 as as weird as this year has been has been my best year ever and sometimes I like I'm scared to say it because of the the show that 2020 has been but mm. And there's a consciousness because you're like, I know it's been the worst year. I know it's been the worst year for a lot of people, yeah. At the beginning of the year, it was the worst year for me. Um, I had like a really weird incident in the beginning of the year because of my sickle cell that I I didn't think I was going to make it through the year. And so like up until March, yeah, 2020 was was definitely the the worst year. And then I kind of just, I watched a sermon by uh, (laughs) T.D. Jake's daughter, um, Sarah Jakes who's like this pastor in America and uh, she was just speaking life like I would suggest that to like anyone I don't care what walk of life they are but the, the words that she was speaking especially for women because it's literally called girl get up mm-hmm. and it was such a like she was just speaking life and speaking facts and like 
it was the biggest pep talk <laughs> that I've ever received in my life. And I just stumbled upon it. It wasn't like, like I was looking for it. I just stumbled mm. upon it. And from that moment, my life's been like, okay, cool. Get up, do what you need to do. And as long as you're doing what you need to do, what's for you will always be for you. And what you're mm. supposed to be in is like, is what you're going to be in kind of thing. And the things that I was attracting, like after that, I like, promise you after that day, the things that I was like, the people that were coming to me, the opportunities that were coming to me, it was strange. It was like, I, all I needed to do was was look at the the things that I had and utilize them. It's not even like go searching for what you need. Like you literally have everything that you need to do what you need to do. Like this year, my mom got me um, a set up at home. So mic and stuff like that, so I could record at home. And that is what made in the meantime project. Mm. I have all these tools at home. I was working more at home than I was last year, basically. And mm. in, in terms of like churning out songs it was it was just weird it was realization I think this year was everyone says 2020 the the vision yeah was realizing very, stuff yeah realizing. <laughs> um I had everything that I needed to do what I did because off the back of in the meantime kind of garnered an audience for this the art of conversation mm. I even finished like some of the ad-libs and stuff on like the art of conversation at home like everything I needed was like there I, all I mm. needed to do was share the gift so I think it's been a good year of realization because now I can step well, we can step into the new year knowing that, okay, cool. If we have very little, if we did what we did with very little, imagine what we mm. could do with, you know, yeah, a lot more. Yeah. It's, it's been a, it's been a strange year. The beginning of the year was a total ad- disaster, but by the end of it, we're here December. Wow. To even say that we're here in December is like a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You made you made good. Yeah, exactly. Good of not a fun time. Not a fun time at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, it's been it's been a it's been a, a roller coaster of emotions, but lots mm. of high notes. Lots of high notes. Lots of high notes. Do you think, um, and this is not supposed to be a leading question, which yeah. it might sound a bit like, but I hadn't heard of sickle cell before. And do you do mm. you do you feel any sense of I guess like it could be an additional driver to raise awareness of that by raising your own like you know what funny enough um I didn't want to tell anybody I had sickle cell when I first started doing music yeah because I didn't want it to be my narrative I didn't want people to be like oh yeah that's the artist with sickle cell because that is what people are going to do and that's Mm -hmm. fine I don't necessarily want to be a spokesperson but at the same time I do realize that awareness is more important than whatever point I'm trying to prove to myself so I'm glad I'm raising awareness where I can, but I don't think I will be out here yeah. being the, the the face of people with sickle cell who are doing well for themselves. <laughs> so yeah. I don't want that. But at the same time, I do want to support where I can. And I've got so many beautiful messages when I put out this project uh, because one of the songs is about sickle cell and mm-hmm. from people who suffer from um, the disease and was just, you know, really heartwarming they felt represented they felt you know seen and stuff like that and I and honestly it was it was really really amazing so that was great I just don't want that to be the reason why people are listening to the music do you know what? I don't think I think your music's I think your music's all good like, <laughs> I wouldn't tra- worry I'm about trying, it <laughs> I'm trying to think like that as well but I do realize that you know sometimes you can lean into that sympathy kind of 
thing and I just, I just don't want that also because I, I guess it's like you, you you don't need it like you, you don't need it for promotion like your music's going to promote itself all yeah. the work that you put into the music and the, the people that you've chosen to work with and all that kind of thing will, will yes. do that work for you mm-hmm. but I think it's cool that you're able to have a conversation like this and be honest about it because I guess if like for example if I asked you that question of like how your year had been and you decided not to talk about it then you would have been like oh well not so great and then just move quickly on um, so yeah exactly yeah it's like you know like it's yeah. nice I'm grateful that you feel comfortable enough to like share that yeah but then also know that your journey and story is yeah that's just a little part of it so we've we've spoken a bit about I guess like very much like finding your lane and how that everything comes easier when you know you're doing what you're supposed to do yeah. and I'm definitely going to watch that sermon yeah, <laughs> oh, it's so good definitely going to watch it what are certain things that motivate you like if you're feeling a bit like uh are you like okay I'm gonna watch Homecoming or I'm gonna like oh. see a talk by Lauren Hill or like what are those things that you're like the honestly the thought of making like life-changing music motivates me mm. like the thought of like making a song that could potentially go down in history and people like studying it and stuff like that that motivates me when I'm when I'm down summons and like you know talking to people that I feel like get it are clued up in their heads mm. <laughs> um motivate me I like I love my friends love my mum <laughs> loads of things motivate me I've, I know that I'm really down but when I am down as of recent it's it's been for a shorter period of time because I can just get up and be like okay cool let me try and get my like, I know I'm supposed to be doing something I can't really dwell in this place for too mm, long. yeah there's like almost an impatience where you're yeah. like yeah I actually don't have time to be down because I'll never achieve what I want to achieve. Exactly. Like, I don't, like, cool, have your days, have your five minutes of madness. Mm. We get back to to work. We get back to what we're supposed to do. And I think my, it's crazy because I think my body is even, like, allowing that to be the case. Like, I get down, but it doesn't last for more than a couple of days. My body's like, listen, hello. My spirit's like, listen, hello. We've got things to Mm. do. You started something. You need to finish it. (laughs) chill you had your weekend let's go I feel like I'm trying to find or I do try and find the motivation in the littlest of things so that it's not hard for me to to get up and and Mm. go you know do you think if you moved to LA would you take your mum with you no (laughs) No. I don't think I would ever move to LA uh I don't think I'd ever move to America for like a long period of time or if Mm. if I do I do like I do like three months there. So last, when I was there last year, I was there for six weeks. Yeah, six weeks. Mm-hmm. So I can do long periods of time. Like I can do a three months there and then, and then come back. But living there, healthcare, you know, I can't, yeah, I yeah. can't do that. But if I go there, <laughs> I would not take my mum uh, because stay at home, mum. <laughs> love you, but stay at home. What business do you have in LA? Well, my mum's into property, so she might, you know, she might have some business but like do a little browsing <laughs> exactly but like I'm like, I mean if it's not for holiday then you can go home then. are you a party girl like when you go places like that do you like to go out as well or are you like I've done my work I'm going to sleep it's 90 percent, 10 percent. so 90 percent, I've done my work I'm going to bed or no wait let me rephrase I've done my work where's the next best place to eat go to bed <laughs> and then there's like like you're in LA so you want to like do cool stuff so obviously there's that part where it's like yeah where's the party where's the shisha (laughs) so yeah but I'm very much uh, I'd rather just go to a a really cool restaurant 
then you know go out partying yeah i hate the club in the uk so i it's not going to change it's just yeah since the accents it's just different <laughs> yeah i hear you oh clubs <laughs> distant memory <laughs> are there things as a, an artist that you feel pressure to do that you don't particularly enjoy doing but you're like Ugh, i gotta do it anyway posting on instagram <laughs> <laughs> Thinking right gives me like my friends will be like, Oh, so Bells, what are you doing today? And I'll be like, I'll say the most packed day. I'll be like, I'm going, I'm doing, I've got a shoot in the morning, I'm 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 going to the studio afterwards, and then I'm gonna do this, and I'm going to my friend's house, da, da, da. and then the thing that sounds the most painful, and then I've got to post this thing on Instagram. Oh <laughs> my god. And they laugh and they're like, What the hell? You just told me you've got like a 16 hour day. And the thing that you're complaining about is the post. I'm like, yeah, because I'd have to think of a caption. <laughs> make sure I'm doing it correctly. <laughs> I hate it. I have to make sure the engagement is up. and uh, mm. It's too much. Because not that what I post isn't real, but I like working in the now, like the actual like reality. Mm. Instagram is perception. Mm-hmm. Um, it's So I'm literally there perfecting a perception of me and I am funny don't get it twisted the captions are top tier amazing (laughs) but it took me like 15 minutes guys I'm not gonna tell you that it took me 15 minutes to come up with this one caption yeah if it's not a song lyric um (laughs) like it's it's just a lot of things um Mm. and it's it is a totally different kind of like when people are like oh you know you've got to ask questions on your thing so that people comment so that then it gets and you're like why am i asking people questions what do you guys think of this (laughs) have you been cold today like (laughs) it's the worst it's the worst i try and like and also i'm very much like a i don't i can't wrap my head around the supporter fan thing so like i reply to basically nearly everyone Mm. um and so people are like oh Bella's always on Instagram. I'm like, no, I'm literally just replying to to everyone because I can't wrap my... I've, it feels like just people that are reaching out and saying, oh my gosh, I love your music. You're upset. So like, even this morning, I replied to a girl and she was like, oh my gosh, you replied. And I was like, you have more followers than me. Like, like <laughs> why wouldn't I reply? So yeah, it's, it's strange. Yeah, and also you're probably like, well, that's the bit that feels real to me because someone says something nice about my music and I'm like, oh, that's really nice. Thank you. Thank and I can actually exactly. have a conversation about it. Exactly. So like, I, I think the, the weirdest part of like social media is people treating you like, well, clearly the whole perception thing has worked because mm. people are treating me like I'm a, a quote unquote celeb. And very far from that, guys, I'm a bush girl. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm from the village. I am not that polished people are going to be looking at your profile like listening to this i, I don't see it i don't disconnect <laughs> I'm like, no this is <laughs> not that i would love to be that i aspire but uh not for now <laughs> yeah it's a skill set but i also think it's like a full-time job and it's actually yes. if you're i was even thinking about this about you know danny lee um, yes. um singer and she's like awesome i really like some of her songs but like I'd every single time I swear I open my Instagram, which is obviously like multiple times a day because I'm millennial mm. and even though I hate it, I'm still doing it. Yeah. She's got a new like uber glamorous like photo up yeah. in a different outfit. And I'm thinking, how many times a day are you taking photos? Because so many times. There are times where I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't posted a picture on Instagram. I actually have to put a full face of makeup on. <laughs> like that's it's crazy because I can't post these old press pics because we've basically use them all i have to actually 
take a different picture. This is really upsetting me. And my homegirls, I don't like it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, like, I can imagine with the team that she has as well. Like, she probably always has like a glam squad on deck. I can't wait until I get to that point. Uh, <laughs> I think it must make it it must make it must easier, but you still have to get up at a certain time every time, day. Yeah. But at least, I mean, I feel like it's easier when you don't have to do, like when I do shoots and I realise that I don't have to do my hair or my makeup, mm. I'm like, oh, I didn't really do much today. I just sat down and posed. Yeah, it must be yeah. 10 times easier. And it's also, shoot. it's like the organisational part of it as well. Like if you've got someone that who's going to be like, okay, now we're going to do this and this yeah. is what you're going to wear and stuff. You're like, okay, fine. I can absolutely do that. If yeah. you've got to think like, I've got to get creative now and like. What do I wear? Mm. How do I exactly? I hate it. Yeah. It's the ghetto. I hate it. Well, I guess when you get to your certain place and then you can hand that over to someone. Be oh like, my gosh. You're better people, at this than me. <laughs> do people feel like my management think I'm joking when I say I'm handing all responsibility to anyone in anyone who is willing to take it anyone like i will actually give my instagram account to somebody and be like this is the picture post it this is the and i will be logged in on another account and i will just reply and like, i don't want anything to do with my feed like just take it if anyone's listening and wants to dm bella and offer their oh services my gosh. <laughs> please do take my instagram away from me and make it amazing <laughs> okay we've covered a few but just are there any quotes or mantras that you live by that you constantly go back to to be like go get it um my mum always said well these are going to be my mum's quotes um show me a man that hasn't failed and I'll show you a man that hasn't tried meaning that failures aren't it's not the be all and end all it is a testament to the fact that you tried something or tried something new and you you did what you said you were going to do and then you try again and you try again and you do it until you you succeed on the backs of giants you'll see far so listen to the people that have gone before you understand that your experience is going to be like different and stuff like that but just you know take everything take on advice that people are giving to you what else there there are a couple of things i live by that are like those are really nice ones yeah like just just do just like you're gonna you're not gonna lose by trying you know yeah the fact that you even said like even if you don't succeed in what you you set out to do you can open your mouth and say i try to be an x y and z mm. and that is a, a a testament to your boldness to your strength to your to your willpower to how much you believed in yourself as well so mm. yeah 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 those are the things that i kind of live by yeah lovely i definitely feel like your life changes when you become cool with trying Yes. like that's when it's like oh, okay now you can kind of do anything because when exactly. you start trying then you're like oh now I have to do the next step and I have to do the next step exactly what are your plans and visions for the future in general bigger bigger okay. Okay. <laughs> um in general do you know what actually would be really nice like firstly as an artist as a musician and then just for your life okay as an artist as a musician I set out to be I want it to be historical my mm. artistry and it's be big I want it to be I want to sell out a stadium a couple of stadiums let me not say stadium before I, I limit my thing <laughs> I just can tell that you're never going to be like you're not going to be like oh great I've done the O2 that's me done you'll be like so where are we going next so, yeah, <laughs> so stadiums I want two really classic albums like mm. instant like you see how the miseducation of Lauren Hill is a classic like mm. I want two or three of those under my belt 
yeah, I just want to rub shoulders with the people that I looked up to, I think. Um, yeah. As well. So that's me musically. I want to be an artist with credits. So like the whole party next door kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like I always say, if I'm charting, I want the song above me and below me to have my writing credits on it. That's that's a type of... That's a wicked ambition. Yeah, that's the type of um, artist I want to be. And then for my life, I think I want a cute little husband or whatever. <laughs> cute little children or whatever. You know, own a couple houses. I want to get into property and stuff I like I want to get into property and then hire my friends as property managers so that I can give my friends jobs and then I can just be doing the music and not stuff. to deal with the admin shit exactly <laughs> yeah. I have really I'm like friends are really good at um admin like strangely good at admin mm-hmm. and I'm like I feel like God's given you this talent because I'm about to give you a job like <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that's what I want to do I want to I want to get into property where would you um where would you want to buy like what are your places in mind you're like it'd be cool to have a villa there a flat there um i want to buy in in dubai i think that'd be great would have been good the past few months exactly (laughs) i want to buy on like the outskirts of london so like hertfordshire kent essex Mm -hmm. those areas where like the property is significantly cheaper than london but you've got all of that access to london so Mm. that you can like price it at a decent you know uh what else i think that's that's what i want to do for now in terms of property i want to i want to do like a uh i want to open a drama school a theater school Mm. because that's where i came from i just want to make it full circle yeah uh i will do i want to do a lot of um like helping the homeless as well i have a weird soft spot it's not weird because we should all have soft spots for homeless people guys but like (laughs) you guys probably haven't experienced this (laughs) but (laughs) No, I have, like, even my mum was telling me when I was younger, there was a time um, we were going home and there was a homeless person outside and I literally ran to my mum and I was like, can we bring him inside, please? Because he's... It's real cold, mum. Yeah, he's cold. <laughs> and my mum was like, that's not how this works. But uh. we can give him some money and send him there. The... So, um, yeah. And what else? I want to write a, a West End show as well. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. I want to write a West End show and be on my Andrew Lloyd Webber tip. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I hear you. One of my um, like big ambitions is to get, is to quite quickly as well, but to earn a certain amount of money so that I can do creative projects that just excite me, not really knowing if I'm going to be any good at them, you know? Passion projects. Yeah, money. like, yeah, exactly. Enough money to be like, do you know what? I'm going to take a few months off and go and try and write. You know, I wouldn't, a musical is probably not on my list, but like <laughs> that, for example, yeah. not yeah, knowing yeah. that you're necessarily going to, like where it's necessarily going to go. I love that. Bella, where can people find you and look out for you? Obviously, Instagram being your favorite social channel. Favorite, <laughs> the best. Um, um, on all of my socials, it's IBBella, which is I-B-E-B-E-L-L-A-H. Um, yeah, find me on Twitter, on Instagram. Those are the main platforms that I kind of use. You'll probably find me on other platforms, but there's no content there. So don't, <laughs> don't um, bother. Don't bother. And I talk, I, I reply and I talk back and come talk to me. I'm great. And all music is on major streaming platforms. All DSPs. Mm. Every single one of them. <laughs> and we haven't really spoken videos, but got some good videos as well yes they're great i am ray fiasco the genius um helped me come up with these videos for this for this round of music so um you should go check them out something you like if i were you and because you can are all videos are out now 
I really like the fact that if I was you, I like the fact you've got your friend with you. So I presume it's a good friend. No, that's my best friend. I was like, they look like they're having so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's literally my best friend since I was 11. She's, she, I told her, I was like, hey, by the way, we've got a music video. And she thought I was joking. She was like, oh, and I was like, yeah, it's next week, babe. What are you, are you ready? She was like, no. So you really want me in this video? I was like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, every other stage of my journey, please. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, that was fun friends are the best thank you so much for talking to us and sharing your journey i have loved hearing it and i so much wisdom thank you thank you for having me absolute pleasure (laughs) and thanks very much for listening guys and we'll speak to you next week bye bye